The Shop, a Moto Podcast. Your lips are up by the angel. I know exactly what goes on. What's up, Grayson? What's up? Was the, that uh, was that any given Sunday? Oh, taking back Sunday. <laughs> Same thing. Golly, <sighs> I'm an AC fan, by the way. Thank Dude. you, thank you, uh, AC, for playing that on your Instagram and reminding me of something. Memories. It just got me on a taking back Sunday kick a little bit. Yeah, never heard of her. <sighs> you have now. Yeah. Slightly. Josh Erie would be disappointed in you right now. Mm, he's always disappointed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, we're back after a couple weeks, three weeks, couple. Mm-hmm. You're not keeping count. Getting back into it. Yeah, slowly. Yeah, thought you were supposed to be keeping track of it. All right. Um, Grayson won over the weekend, by the way. Yep. Swept college boy. One one. Yeah. I'm Came gl- back with a with a nice trophy and everything. Yeah, I'm glad uh I mean it was just when you wake up and you piss excellence, I mean <laughs> it it just happens like that. I mean I'll tell you. Let's let's uh here, let's call up our guest since he was he was there. The one and only. Hello. Jeremy Shaw. What's up, man? Welcome to Shop and Moto Podcast. Man, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Yeah, hey. I appreciate y'all appreciate y'all having me tonight. Yep, yeah, you're a you're a long time listener. First time uh-huh. guest. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Pumped so- up. I'm actually set I'm actually sitting in my shop. Uh, getting ready for Swan this weekend. Sitting here looking at a at a shop full of KTM's, and uh, hmm. what what better would it be to get on the shop and and uh, record with you boys? Yep, that's awesome. So uh, we were just talking about Grayson's first place trophy. Um, I'm not sure it's the first time he's brought home a first place trophy, but uh, it's been a while. So you witnessed it. I did. I did. I don't know if uh, if Grayson is going to let you know make me uh, or let let me have the privilege of signing it for him. Being that um, I did a little gate prep for him, oh, gave him yeah. a little pep talk before the mm-hmm. you know at the start. I uh, maybe he owes me a little. So well, I guess he did pay me, uh, being that he brought me some some oh, yeah. bolts from from Graham with me. Yeah, took them down out of, to me. I took them out of stock and just brought them down to him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Doesn't so I, I guess that's the uh, I guess that's the payment for the for the uh, gate prep, huh, Greg? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got you got a few bolts. <laughs> I did, I yeah. did. Hey, it uh, it helped me out for sure. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, what's, so yeah. So what's happening? What's happening tonight, guys? How are you? What 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 are we what are we doing tonight? Um. Well, we're just winging it. <laughs> yeah. And uh. So when Grayson set it up that you were coming on, I was like, you know, it'll work good for, I was wondering, like, should we call it a, a part of grill time? Because grill time is, you know, calling up a moto dad and talking to a moto dad. So we, we decided we will call it, yeah. we will call it like grill time episode two, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. um, Grayson wanted to know, can, can you grill? Absolutely. Okay. okay well. Yeah. Then grill time. I, I'm more of a, uh. I'm more of a flat top griddle kind of guy. Hey, myself. Uh, I've, I've got I've got he- I've got heavy in the blackstoning. Well, I've got one of those. Wow. So uh, yeah, that's um, I, I, my old grill. I didn't even bring it from the old house. It was not worth bringing, so I didn't have one. And I was like, man, I can get one of these black tops. I mean, uh, one of the blackstones for like way cheaper than most other stuff. And I I wanted yeah. one just for like you know to be able to do breakfast stuff and like, like if I want to do hibachi and stuff like that. So. I got it, and I've been cooking a, a lot of stuff on it. Well, that's what we do. We bought one because we're, I mean, it seems like almost every weekend we're at a track somewhere, and I got tired of lugging a grill around, and so me and my wife started brainstorming about what we could do. It'd be easy to carry with us, keeping the camper, and uh, so that's what that's what we went with. I can't remember what model they call it, but it's uh, it's been good, man. We were, actually, I just loaded it just a little bit ago, and We'll take it over to Swan with us and uh, and smell up the pits over there. Make maybe our competition to get all you know flustered and hungry. Flustered. And maybe we can uh, we, we 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 can whoop up on them that way. Yeah, you, nah, y'all's competition still kids. They're they're still eating Halloween candy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they could care less about what, yeah. what smells good on the grill, right? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. So yeah, I went the same route. Got that, and uh, I want I want to get eventually. Um, I want to get a pellet grill, but. Um, yeah, I want to get a Traeger, so I gotta save my monies. Cause yeah, I haven't went that route yet. Yeah, they're not cheap, so you gotta. You it's gotta, one of those wish list items. Yep, that's for sure. It's still on my wish list. <laughs> As Santa, <laughs> Santa, Santa will bring it. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of that, I get a text from Grayson on Saturday morning, and he's like. First, he came by on Friday Friday night after work and steals a pair of my goggles because he didn't have any tear-offs. So he gets some of my goggles and tear-offs. And then I get a text from him on Saturday morning. He's like, Santa, I, I want a goggle bag full of goggles and tear-offs for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> That's, my mom told me to text you. so <laughs> <laughs> The truth comes out. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So that's what that's what we can contribute part of that that first place to is uh is Jake's goggles or what? No, no, no. no. Those, he said they suck. Yeah, those were practice goggles. Uh, <laughs> and they uh, are, they they were they were freebie flies. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, he could have took the, he could have took the Oakley air brakes, but he hmm. I guess he passed on them. I couldn't afford them. I mean, yeah, he didn't, he didn't want to, he didn't want to have to replace those. Yeah, yeah, uh, just a couple hundred bucks. Speaking of goggles, so Fontenot, is that it? What's what's their involvement with Flow Flow Vision? I saw them selling stuff. I don't know what if they're like a can dealer or what. Like what? What's their contributing? Yeah, they're uh, they're a dealer. I think their business name uh, Shane's probably gonna slap me across the head if I don't get it right. I think it's S and F Racing. Um, Shane and Felicia, that's, uh, that's Shane's wife. But they are uh, pretty much everywhere they go. They set up their dealer for Flow Vision. You know, they got uh, they got a bunch of different sunglasses now, and then you know the uh, the the goggle line that Flow Vision has, and they got several other things, some hats, some pit boards, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, they set up pretty much everywhere they go. And uh, I guess I'll give my buddy Shane a shout out. He had surgery yesterday on his uh, on his foot. They broke at Wildwood at the last race, not this Halloween race race four last and uh shout out to him hope he has a has a smooth recovery from that that's why he went riding yeah i saw yep. on facebook yep yep hmm. i just I but, know, uh, I know. yeah they are uh they're, they're a dealer for flow vision 
Okay, I never, I never tried them or nothing. I've only seen them when I've been like in the South Mississippi, Louisiana area. So that's why I didn't, I didn't know if. I guess they're based yeah. out of California or probably something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about Flow Vision, um, but other than you know they're uh, they're selling them. Of course, my kids has to has to you know look at every pair on the table and pick them a couple pair out and uh put me further in debt with my <laughs> racing fund but hey that's why we do it right yeah i mean just swipe the card and, and hopefully it doesn't bounce that's it i don't that's it cards don't bounce okay well they <laughs> checks bounce i don't know what it, i don't know what that is <laughs> yeah you're not race is not old enough for checks <laughs> <laughs> those days are gone i grace it <laughs> no i don't know how to bounce my checkbook or nothing i mean that's for old people Mm. Grayson's one of the Grayson's one of those guys that um, people ask him at work. Um, you don't, hey, you got like two or three checks here from the last few. You're not, you don't. Are you forgetting your checks or? <laughs> <laughs> I forget. I mean, I'm sorry. I just. Are we paying you too much? <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I'm That's what not. I was about to say. You got to start looking at the salary, Jake. Taking care of his checks, so uh, cut back a little bit. Yeah, that, none of that's my business or my no. my doing. So <laughs> Jake, Jake takes a, Jake takes all the money from Grand yeah, KTM. So yeah, that's why negative. That's why I have to like camp and stuff. Jake's pulling in in like a a bus RV and just that's why you. That's why I, you, I have you a C class RV. No, nah, that's pretty nice. That Papa gave to <laughs> us. So <laughs> if it wasn't for Papa, we'd be in a hotel. Yep. So, how, Shaw, yeah, how is what, uh, get, what's that? How is uh, y'all's my? We we talked about my experience at Wildwood. My experience places one really like the track. I like how they dug it up and like the deepness of it because the last two times I've been there just for the practice, I was kind of worried it's going to be more faster. But uh, what was your thoughts on? track prep this this weekend man i thought it was great i told uh i told roy and david and, and goad i was like this is probably the best wildwood track i've seen in, in quite a while um which i know they've been you know working their butts off trying to trying to make it better and you know dealing with some equipment issues um that doesn't help but you know they uh they got the wheel loader in i guess they got it back over the summer and you know, Roy's been putting a bunch of bunch of effort in the, you know, getting all the sand. You know, when you're dealing with natural terrain like that, drainage is is usually an issue, especially you know on that type of dirt. All you're saying is will leave you over, you know, a, a good two inch rain. So they, uh, I know Roy went out there during the week and brought a bunch of that sand back up to the track that it washed down, and um, and you know brought it back out. And then you know with the turnout that they had for practice on Saturday. That was probably one of the roughest mm-hmm. uh, rutted wildwoods that, like I say, I've seen in a long time. And uh, I don't think it really. I guess maybe on Saturday that kind of the track maybe kind of got broke into it. So once they you know got the prep going for uh, for the race on Sunday, I don't think it got quite as rough. And you could say it better than me. I'm just uh, I just ride around the pitter and watch my watch my boys, but. Um, I think the track developed really good for racing on Sunday. It, uh, I think it sped up just a little bit for Sunday than it did mm-hmm. on Saturday. But I think the, the roughness of Saturday, the, the guys that were able to practice, even my boys, you know, I think it, I think it made them race better on Sunday, that, uh, that they were pa- prepared for it to be as rough as it was, but it wasn't as rough, so they were able to ride the track a little bit better. And I think it got their confidence up, especially after the first motos. Um, I saw uh, I saw my youngest one drifting. He 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 like he was attacking the track a little bit more than I've, I think I've ever seen him do it. And I think that was mainly because of the track conditions from Saturday, and they weren't quite as bad for racing on Sunday. A lot more uh, some different lines developed. I noticed that on Sunday that it wasn't mm-hmm. Saturday. But um, I think overall, man, it was a it was a great track to ride on, um, especially you know if somebody was you know prepping for some. You know, maybe for minios or or national type tracks, uh, man, I, I I think it turned out great from my perspective. That's just a, uh, you know, a, a dad, um, you know, eye on the track. I think it uh I think it worked out great. It was a good race. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think Saturday, the overcast helped a bunch, and uh, 
It really did. It really did. And we talk about it all the time. It goes from like, who knows how to attack a corner, go through a rut, like soak up breaking bumps and like stand up through. And it really shows technique a lot when you have a, a racetrack that rough. And so it was, it was definitely, if I could train on track like Saturday every day, dude, it would be, you'd be, you'd be good. But yeah, it definitely sped up. I think for the better on uh on sunday for sure yeah yeah I, I agree i mean you know i've heard i've heard you guys talk about it enough but you know i would rather to see my kids go to a track and pile into a corner and have to put their, their like i call it put the skis out to get through a rut than i would see them piling into a corner and it's like it's it, it's black grooved almost from rubber and it being concrete and I would much rather see them going through a knee-deep rut, slowing the track down, getting more technical, learning on that than I would, you know, the opposite. So I think it was a uh, it was a good it was a good track all weekend, and you know we saw saw some saw some dang good racing the, the mm. pro class man. That was a uh, that was a good one to watch. Yeah, it was. Jake, you uh, you missed that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Grayson told me all about it. <laughs> I figured he would. Yeah. So you answered one of the questions like I kind of had that I was going to ask you was just being a dad that, that doesn't race, like, you know, and y'all are trying to go to some bigger races. If you would rather have the tracks beat up and super rough so your kids learn something versus, you know, some of the little easy stuff we get where, you know, the like you said, it's it's hard packed. It's it's blue groove. You're not, you're not getting anything. So you, you answered that by, you know. Because uh, Grayson said that we had a guy that is from up this way that came down to Wildwood. The kid's on 85. And he asked Grayson on Saturday, like, is it, like, it's really rough? Is this supposed to be, like, because yeah. we, we don't really do any outside stuff or haven't really done much of it. And uh, Grayson told him, like, yeah, this is how it's supposed to be. So, <laughs> you know, it's to me it's like teaching people that this is what it's supposed to be if you want to – if you want your area's uh, riders to really flourish – at, at a higher level, you've got to have race. You've got to have tracks like that. Oh, I agree with you hundred hundred percent. Like, you know, we ride Wildwood a lot because you know, being being yeah, where I close. live in Southwest yeah. Mississippi, Southwest Mississippi. You know, I told Grayson, I'm like, I'm 35 minutes from from the track, so you know, we ride it. You know, try to a couple times a month, but you know, I don't think we ever have the um, that many riders on open practice or that the skill level. Um, that that they had throughout the day Saturday on practice and then race it on Sunday. You don't you don't always have the skill level to, you know, develop the lines, develop the the four different lines in one turn. You know, like you you do in the race, like you do in open practice. It just it didn't really compare. And uh, and both of my boys after they went on the track, you know, especially drifting, he's a little bit more observant to, to things like that. And he's like, look, I can't run the same line that I do for practice. I said, well, no, you can't. Because you don't have, you know, 15 D riders and 15 C riders here. I said, you've got A riders, you've got B riders, you've got guys that know how to develop lines in the corners. And I said, it's totally different from what you're used to. I said, it's the same track. It's got it's still got the same challenges, but it's a lot more technical. And you've got to select your lines of what you're going to do. And then have it in your mind of, you know, if I'm – you know, got three guys ahead of me. What are, what the what's the lines going to look like in this next turn? Um, you know, if they take one, I got to know what that other one is like so that I can you know maybe excel around them. Or if they go down, you know, I want to be following them. So he's a little bit more observant to that kind of stuff. And you know, I I, I had a couple conversations with him throughout the day of you know talking about different lines in the track, how different it was than what it usually is because we do ride there a lot, but. Um, but yeah, I agree. I would much rather see my kids out there, you know, you know, going going a slower pace, but learning how to be um, a good rider on a technical track because that's only going to excel them, you know, for what for what they want to do from here on out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean that's they want, you know, most kids that race a decent amount, their uh, their eyes on going to Loretta's and mm-hmm. um, riding little easy no rut tracks is not preparing you for regionals or loretta's so yeah and t- he was talking about like lines like the fast guys you can definitely tell on a practice day just period like they when you come out of a corner instead of 
it going to the outside like on a practice day if most guys want to an inside corner goes to the outside yeah because they're not they're not hard on the gas yeah you yep. have like all these all the corners came out and they stay tight from them the, being hard on the gas yeah, the entire time through from, the rut yeah. yeah and so that's why and you said uh like the area flourished earlier and you can tell when you go you look at like results ponca you can tell like you see louisiana guys like on the result sheets and so i guess because yeah i mean they've got some tracks down there where you know and and more riders and and racing more than we do up here so yeah, that's where you, you see a handful of those guys in the mix you know or you see some names in there every now and then mm-hmm. yeah i agree i mean you know i live in mississippi but 99 percent of the tracks we ride you know are in louisiana or we go to texas but you know, some people ask me, they, they'll see me, you know, from Mississippi, see our plates or whatever when we get to a race. Like, y'all got any tracks in Mississippi? I'm like, pretty daggum limited where I am. I mean, you know, we got Golden Pines, which, you know, they're, you know, I guess in the process of selling or, or being sold or whatever that process is, we were able to uh, ride there a couple weekends ago. But, you know, other than that, we, we really don't have anything unless – we uh we go up to y'all's area. I see a couple of tracks up that way, but you know, yeah, it's, if you want to call a lot closer, a <laughs> lot closer for me to hop across the, the state line and you know hit up some Louisiana dirt than it is you know traveling that far within state. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yep, yep. So um, you got what other what other questions we got to nail him down with Grayson? Train facility. Oh, okay. So what what's your opinion on training facilities with having two young younger boys that are that are racing it's like what what's your opinion on if they're good um for the sport and then maybe too like how you feel about you you have you had to send your kid off to to one of them at 12 years old like what what's your opinion on that yeah well i've got my kids are completely different. My oldest one is, he's about to be 10. Um, and he rides, you know, he will straight up tell you, tell anybody. He, I mean, I already tell somebody this weekend, I ride for fun. So, but I got a, my youngest one, he just turned six. He's, uh, he rides for fun, but he goes to, I mean, his, his eyes are on Loretta's, especially after we went um, this past year. We went year before for a couple of days and watched John Murray then. And, um, and then we went this past year, stayed there all week. Um, I was fortunate enough, John Murray left the mechanic farm. So we were there the whole week and he got to see it. And looking at it through his eyes, I could tell that's what he wants to do. I mean, it's nothing, obviously, my wife or I going to push him to do. That's what he wants to do. I mean, that's all he talks about. So, I mean, I, I haven't, I was out of the sport for a long time, you know, was always been a fan of it. And whenever I was growing up, you know, racing, you know, I was just a, a washed-up C-class guy. Um, I never took it serious enough to even consider a training facility, but it wasn't anything that I knew anything about or anything that I knew of was even close to me. Nothing ever interests me. And now it's like it, it's the topic. Whenever you're, you're around a race, hey, that's a training facility kid. That's a training facility kid. Um I mean, I'm not going to say I, I know all about it. I'm learning about it and learning, you know, I, I try to pick people's brains as much as I can to, you know, figure out what works best, what doesn't work best. But um, I see where it's helpful. Um, and I'm lucky enough to have a, uh, a training facility really close to us that, uh, that I feel like I've got to experiment with. Um, now, it's nothing that we are ready to you know send one of my kids off to and you know live there but again i'm i'm fortunate enough to live in an area to where i can go once a week if i want to um and i think that i'm getting pretty close to um getting ready to make that step with my youngest son because that's what he wants to do if he wants to you know chase loretta's if he wants to you know ride national type races and have the results that he wants um he's not going to be able to get the expertise and the learning from me because um, I don't have it. And, and I'll be the first one to tell anybody that I can't, I, I can't tell him the things that, you know, a trainer can tell him um, not only to make him faster, but make him safer on the bike. And, uh, and I believe 100% that 
the more comfortable a kid gets on a bike, and I've heard you say this too, Jake, you know, we've done, done a training class with you, the more comfortable somebody gets on a bike, the faster they're going to go. I can't, I can't make him take his right hand and twist it. it just, it's not going to happen mm-hmm. until he's comfortable to do it. Um, and like I say, I just don't, uh, I don't know all the, the ins and outs to, to getting to that level. And, you know, you got kids too. You know that, um, that if I told your kid to do something, he would be a lot more, or mine would be a lot more apt to, to listen to somebody else than they would that anyway. Um, and that is, that's definitely my experience with my, with my youngest one. But, um, I think we're at a, at a level with the sport. And like I say, this is, this is just coming from me. Hadn't been around it a whole lot. I think we're at a level in the sport to where training facilities are becoming a lot more popular. And, um, and I, I think it's showing results. Um, you know, if you look at Loretta's, look at, look at the results. I followed a pretty good, pretty good bit these days. Cause I want to know what's working and what's not working and, and kind of where if my son keeps the passion that he's in the drive that he has right now, you know, I want to do all I can and financially can to, you know, get him to that level to help him. So, um, you know, if you're going to be in the competition and, and be in the mix with them, you know, um, I think that, uh, I think that's, the, that's kind of the route you need to be looking at. Um, and I know a lot of people don't, it's not as fortunate as me to, you know, have them that close to you. But, um, but I, I think it's, I think it's kind of the way some of the younger generation is going to, it, it just seems like to me to be competitive with them, you're going to have to have that, that training, that learning, the constant challenges, um, and, uh, and have that, that instilled with them and almost be, you know, maybe when they get a little bit older, be that that's life. You know, if they still have that drive and passion to pursue that, that level in the sport. Yeah. So I, I, um, with you like living close to one where you can go, like you can take him even at the age he's at, you can go one day during the week. Um, I feel like that's a a really big advantage for you because, like, say somebody lives three or four hours from the nearest one. They they can't take their six or seven, eight-year-old, you know, and it's tough to send a kid that age. You know, you've got to obviously send him with a parent, and if both parents work, then that's, you know, pretty much not going to happen. So, um, like, to me, looking at it, like, we know – that it helps. We know that like it helps build the build that area's riders too. So like my thing is like we need we need more of them. I think's what it is. You know, like a lot of people I, I'm not a huge fan of a ten year old kid living full time at one. I just I feel like that there's gonna be too much burnout and um you're putting too much into a ten year old kid at you know, full time wise. But to be able to go to one a few times a week I think's great. I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't say there, there's anything bad about being able to take your kid and, and let him ride in that environment, you know, once or twice a week because you live 30, 45 minutes away from one. So all I could say is the industry yeah. needs to get more of them. You know, more tracks need to look at it and be like, if we're going to be a track and we're going to really race and practice, like we need to hire some, a local A kid that, you know, knows a pretty good bit. He's certified with training or we'll help him get certified with training and we're going to let him make the money and, you know, of doing the classes and, and we'll help, you know, with keeping the track going or, or what, whatever it takes, you know, it's extra income for both parts, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I, I am, I don't foresee me being the, um, the type of parent that's going to, you know, send my kid off and let him live there. Um, definitely not right now because I think the only one that would be interested out of my two would be my littlest one, and uh, and and I definitely can't do that with a with a you know six year old. But you know I think a lot of that has to. Um, I think you have to let the child or let the kid you know get get mature enough to let them make that decision. Almost that would be in my mind. Like I would never you know tell my kid this is what you're about to go do. Mm-hmm. They would have to be be mature enough in my mind to make that decision themselves because that's a that's a heck of a commitment for a kid. You know, they're they're away from mom, they're away from dad. Um, you know that that has to be a uh, a decision made by them. I don't I don't think I could ever you know tell my son, hey, this is what you're about to go do. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see you on the weekends. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just uh, you know I, I think that uh, that that has to be a uh, a decision made you know, jointly with the parents, with the kid, um, you know, at a level that, uh, 
that, that the kid is matured enough to understand that process and know what they're what they're you know giving up because they're going to be giving up things for this oh yeah for sure but um you know i, I i'm not there um you know I don't, I don't know if i'll ever be um to the point we make that decision because you know school has come along with it too and there's so many advances and opportunities with that these days to where you know it's almost seamless if uh if somebody wants to go that route because i know i know kids that live at the one you know that's closest to me and um I talk to their parents all the time about it, and they have great things to say about it. But um, you know, I don't. I don't know if we'll ever be there. We may be. Who knows? We'll just uh, we'll see how this journey journey goes, and you know what comes out. And you know, we may we may be there, may not. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, and I I see like you know, fourteen, fifteen years old. Uh, kids shows that he's got it a little bit. You know, I can. I can see that a you know a lot more. Um, my thing's just with the, and and I don't really see any young young kids where they go by themselves. Obviously, they go you know mom takes the camper down there, whatever they stay for. I, I don't know how people afford right. that, <laughs> but uh, you know I see and and my my thing with that is like you can't stop that. Like you can't you can't tell a guy that's got a lot of money that he can't send his you know eight-year-old kid with his wife down to you know a training facility and and they train all winter and uh while dad stays home and works or whatever but the my fix for that for the moto industry is like let's put training facilities more of them so then maybe they're within 30 45 minutes of, of more people and that gives them more opportunity to i don't have to let my kid doesn't have to live there but we can go twice a week we can take advantage of you know that's I think that's kind of the way it needs to go a little bit. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you 100. And, and we have that opportunity with the one located, you know, close to me. Is that uh, you know, I've talked with them and we can we can kind of hop in, um, you know, hit a hit a day a week or you know come out on the weekends and um and I think it's something I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely you know give it a shot and try. We've been uh we went a few weeks ago and just uh did some turn tracks and you know being there around you know the older kids that that drifting knows and he's been around and you know watching them ride it 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 puts a little bit of more drive in them you know to um to be out there he knows that you know this is not just a play day you know we're here to get better we're here to work on things and there's somebody watching me do everything um every move that i make on the track somebody's watching me and um and i think it you know makes him makes him a better rider just from that aspect but you know, also somebody besides dad talking to them and, you know, guiding them and, uh, and hey, try this in this corner. Well, it may be the same thing that I told him, you know, the day before at the turn track here at the house, but he, he'll put more effort into it when somebody like that is talking to him. And, um, and like I say, it builds more confidence. It, uh, it makes him more comfortable doing it at that aspect. And then, you know, I think that's ultimately going to turn around to speed too. So, um, yeah, I, I would love to see it. You know, the trainers have the, uh, you know the ability to do it you know in a lot more more areas a lot more opportunities than, than what we have now but um you know i think that uh i think it's coming i think uh i think this sport from what i've seen and you had you've been in a lot longer and probably been more involved than me um i think it's a it's a lot more opportunities now than it was you know 15 20 years ago yeah i mean it for sure is a lot a lot more, well it's hard to say there's more tracks um the training deal's way more. It's way bigger of a deal than it used to be. Um, so, and and it's it's in a good spot right now. Um, the sport is. I just it it has its ups and downs with the economy and stuff. Though is the only thing. So, um, I think we're getting to a point here. I had this discussion actually with with a customer today. Um, we're kind of getting a point where these gas prices are going to start affecting stuff and, and it won't be immediately but here in a few months if it continues to climb you're going to see a lot of people back off from really going racing because they they just can't they won't be able to afford to take a big rv you know several hundred miles to go race they'll they'll have to cut back on that yeah i agree with you there that was actually one of the conversations my wife and i had today of, of going to swan we were talking you know, money-wise, and I told her, I said, you know, probably our biggest expense this weekend is going to be getting there and getting back home. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and and you know that's uh i'm a work we're a working family just like most all of them are we're not we're we're not just uh money flowing out of our pockets so you know that's something we we've got to consider and we were actually um had another raise plan um about the middle of the month that we're just we're thinking right now we may not we may not be able to swing just just from a money aspect because um you know we're we're putting money back right now for um national races for next year and i told her i like you know, this is this wouldn't be that of an important race. You had to be a track we've never been to, but um, you know, with what we want, what our plans are next year, we got to be cautious about it right now because uh, you know we're we're canceling the what I say canceling. We're not planning a a family vacation next year because you know we uh, drifting's got Loretta's on his mind, so we've got to hit the national level tracks and get you know do some spring nationals and. And stuff like that before we even get to Loretta's qualifiers, just to get his mindset right of what a you know a thirty forty rider gate looks like. So um, you know from from that aspect of it, if you like, say if the fuel prices keep going like they are, I think you're probably going to see some you know some uh, some some decrease in the in the traveling activity from for people. Yeah, and I just I take that from you know like it was really good through the nineties um, and then early two thousands, and then when the economy got really bad in 08, I don't really feel like the motorcycle, like the the OEMs and stuff felt the effect in 09. You know, like it, you could tell people really cut back. But I feel like on the amateur side and like grassroots racing, it didn't really feel the effects and really hit it till like 2012, 2013. Then you really started seeing the numbers like locally go down so much more. And it's like it took a while for it to really catch up with, you know, I guess, you know, maybe – I don't. It's hard to explain why. You would think as soon as stuff got bad, it would get bad, but it seemed like it took a while. But um, I know, like, it seems like when the gas prices get low, you know, I mean, obviously it's it's easier to travel, so people travel more. And uh, we've had pretty decent gas prices up until the last six months. For the four years before that, they were they were actually you know favored traveling, and now it's not so. It's getting back to how how it was, you know, um, not long after like the recession and all, where you know it was three three fifty a gallon in this area, and then you start going other places, and it's four and five dollars, and it's like, oh, dude, that's that's tough in RV. It's tough in a Toyota Tundra pulling a pulling a toy hauler too. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I tell you, I have a Toyota Tundra. It doesn't get very good fuel mileage uh, pulling a trailer, so. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can sympathize with me on that. Uh, Shaw, you said earlier you visited uh, the train facility that may or may not rhyme with Schmarm 14, and uh, you said you were there watching. Is there like an opinion, like when when these dads go off and send them off, none of them really go out there and kind of watch what the trainer is doing with their kid. So does it put it in like did you have any like good and bad things you were thinking about while you're sitting there watching and the dude was was like he could I don't I don't never been or d- never trained with him but like is he, is it like man he wasn't really talking to my kid or teaching much or was it or like on the flip side like man like he just cussed my 6 year old out for not putting his foot up like did you see any did you have any like big thoughts about going out there and physically watching your son get trained by the trainer? Well, I'm going to kind of generally speak on it. Everybody that we've trained with, um, I think I almost learned as much because I try to pay attention because, you know, I'm paying somebody to, you know, train my kid, to, to better my kid at what he wants to do, right? Yeah. So I want to sit there and try to learn as much, if not more, than, than what drifting is, is hopefully soaking in because, you know, I, I could take those same thoughts, those same sayings, the same, you know, have your body positioned this way and bring it back to the house. And because drifting wants to ride every single day. Um, so I can bring that back, but I haven't ever, um, you know, been to any trainer to where I felt like I didn't get my money's worth or, you know, I didn't, uh, my kid didn't get any attention or anything like that. I would say every, every trainer we've been to, I felt like I was, I, we, we got what we went there to get. 
Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and that's valuable to me, you know, cause like I say, I'm not, uh, I'm not financially, you know, at the top of the food chain. So, you know, if I spend my hard earned money on, on training, you know, I won't, I want somebody to spend some time with my kid because that's why I'm there. But at the same time, you know, I want to be glued in. I want to be, you know, right there beside my kid when he, whenever he's being told something to where, you know, I can I can reinforce those things when we go to a race, when we go to an open practice day where, or if we're working the turn track in the backyard just to keep reinforcing those things. Because especially, you know, you got kids as young as mine. Um, the attention span is not there as it would be, you know, an 18-year-old kid at a train facility. So, yeah. Um, you know, I almost thought about, you know, taking a notepad one day and just, you know, taking notes of, you know, what are we talking about, um, you know, on this type of turn or that type of turn or these kind of conditions just to keep reinforcing those things through, you know, a, a open practice day at a local track or in the backyard. So, um, you know, to answer your question, I, uh, I haven't never felt like um, anytime I've went, I didn't get my money's worth or I didn't get the, the my, my child didn't get the attention that I thought he needed. It was, it's always been a good experience. Yeah. Okay. I was just wondering about that just because, uh, like, I don't know, you have some training facilities that will take 40 kids all at once and you have one trainer and then it's kind of like he spreads super thin, but like I've, I've never been to a training even if like, but besides Jake or like I've been to other ones and they cap it. So, if it is only one trainer or even two, each kid gets like you each you get eyes on you every rep. You're not having fifteen kids go and you're just like the trainer sitting there trying to figure out what's what to say and, and process it, you know? Yeah, and, and two, I think, you know, if you're a parent and you're wanting to kinda kinda venture into it, if you go to like, you know, if, if a track is advertising you are or facilities advertising like a training day kind of have in your mind that, you know, there's going to be more than five kids there. Yeah. So, you know, every kid is going to be working the same turn and they're probably going to be talked to as a group. Um, yeah, your kid may get pulled to the side every once in a while and say, hey, look, you, you see number number five over there. He's doing this. Try to pick up on that a little bit. Um, you know, I've prepared myself. If, you know, I know it's going to be, you know, 20, 30, 40 kids there. I'm not going to get the one-on-one, but usually the price is a little bit lower too. Yeah. So, um, you know, kind of prepare yourself or, or, you know, look into what you're getting or, or what you're going to get before you get there. Um, cause we've, we've done one with another trainer that had a 50 only class and he was going to take 10 bikes. So, um, yeah, it was a little bit more pricier, but I knew going into that environment, I was going to get more one-on-one with my kid. It was going to be a smaller class. And fortunately they were all on fifties. So they're all going to have the same challenges. The same turn is going to be, uh, or each turn is going to be the same challenge for each kid because they're all virtually on the same bike. So they're all going to be learning the same thing. And um, and we've been to some groups to where, you know, it, my kid may be the only 50 there, then it's some 65, some 85, some, some big bikes. So um, he's going to have to be, you know, going through the same challenges, but what's challenging to him may not be as challenging to some. So, I kind of prepared myself and knew what I was getting into um, to the different trainings that we've been to. And it, it really didn't, you know, I, I was kind of, I already knew what I was getting into before I ever went, if you, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that makes sense. I was just, I was wondering about that. Just, I've heard uh, the stories and just seen stuff on Instagram posted. And I was just wondering about that. Yep. So uh, Grayson's going to training this weekend. Mm-hmm. Excited. Going is to, he? What, what, what are we doing? Uh, Bryce Couple training, structure training, something like that. I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure it's called structure. I'm not messing it up, but yeah, it's uh, it's the closest thing we have around here. And I know the track, and I know he knows how to prep a track, so I'm really trying to go and uh, been training with uh, the guy. I, I know, I mean, kind of going off and on with a, a personal trainer. And uh, maybe it's, it's going to be good to get some different eyes on me because, I mean, the personal trainer, uh, he does give me, like, fair pricing, you know, maybe just uh, taking me with him. Uh, but he hasn't ridden in a long time, and so uh, he's kind of getting old, and I don't know how, how well he, he rides anymore. His his name may run with uh, Lake Jowry, if you've <laughs> ever heard of him, Shaw. 
think I've heard of that guy before. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't see him around much anymore. It's weird. Look, I, I always... I always ask about him, don't I, Grayson? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't ever get, to, I don't ever get to see him. But. Yeah, so Grayson was. I'm probably going to Neom's little track up here that they're having a race Saturday. It's part of the Alabama series, and uh, Grayson's like, I, I mean, I, I, if 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 you're not uh, maybe going to have room in your truck and like you you can't go, I, I'll I'll not go to back forty. And I'm like, no, don't make your decision on going to ride a certain track and train because of of where i'm going i'm like go to back 40 it's the better track gets rough and rutted bryce is a good rider i'm sure he can teach you something go yeah. go learn i'm not one of these guys it's like oh you can only come to me like because there's going to be something somebody else can see that maybe i've missed or you know or just something you pick up from that other guy that you should go to other trainers you shouldn't be you shouldn't just stick to one Yeah, I'll agree to that because we've we've you know never been dedicated to to anybody you know any any opportunity you know I have to uh, to get my kids some some training you know we've done it we've we've come to one of yours Jake and you know you've uh, you, you had some you, you had a an eye for certain things that I've never seen you know anybody else do with them because um, Dr- Drifton thought it was really cool when he he asked me you know one thing you told him. And you got all the kids up there. You're working with them on front brake, and um, you would you would touch their brake rotor, see who's the hottest. So ever since you've done that, we'll uh, we'll come to a we'll go to an open practice or whatever, and drift and come off. He's like, "Hey, Dad, touch mine and brother's front brake rotor, see who's the hottest." <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, look, he, so, that puts it in his head that he wants to use his front brake. So something worked. <laughs> absolutely. So I'm, uh, you know, I've I've been all about, you know, going to different trainers because everybody has uh, has their own technique, their own, you know, little niches that uh, that they go for, and, and I think it's all good, you know, not to get, you know, stale with one person. is has been my outlook on it. I'm not saying my outlook is the is the golden rule on it, but you know, we've we've went to several different people that um that each one of them kind of has their own little little niche to where you know that's this is what they look for this is this is what they work on and and i i I like the variety um again i'm not the rider but um i like the i like seeing the variety in different trainers if if it's possible now i know not everybody has opportunities but i think that uh i think it's good yep i agree Mm -hmm. So uh, what's next on? Obviously, y'all are going to Pro Challenge, but um, after that, what's uh, like? Are y'all trying mini O's or anything like that, or just no? Local? We're gonna go. We're gonna go to. We're gonna go to Swan. Um, we were um, if, if back last year. We we kind of have a family vacation we go on every year, and uh, we're actually had it had it planned in like December of last year that we were gonna go to Gatlinburg on the first week of uh, of December. So. We, um, I was like, well, we can't go to Minio's, be there a week, and then turn around, come home, go to uh, go on family vacation. But like I said earlier, we're, we're pretty much doing away with family vacation and going to be at motocross tracks. So we're going to Swan this weekend, and then um, we may go hit up Three Palms. They've got a race um, this month, and then after that, as far as I know, it's pretty open until uh, until spring, the actual time. In case anything, you know, local comes up, we may we may go hit, but. Um, hopefully get some training in over um, December, January, um, into February, and then you know start start hitting hard. Yeah, well, once it's uh, once it starts the real cold sets in. It was cold here today, but once the it's gonna warm back up for you know tomorrow and through the weekend. But once the real cold hits here and it sets in, and we don't have as many warm days anymore, we'll probably be having to hit weekends down your way more. For sure, man. Yeah, I'd love it. I'd love to catch up with you guys and and do it. But it's uh it's gonna be a tough time this weekend at Swan. I was uh I was kind of go ahead and prepare and drifting for it. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that I did that because Jake, I'd like to know your your thoughts on it too. I'm not I'm not bad mouthing anybody here, but wouldn't you think a race the size of the Pro Challenge would have an e bike class? Uh, hmm. I mean I. I would think as big as the e-bike class is now with it to me with there being a class at Loretta's there should be an e-bike class at 
every race now because it's a Loretta's class. AMA race. I, I think that, yeah, I think it should be, um, I guess local-wise, it's hard because maybe, unless you have a really big presence of, lo- of e-bikes locally, it might be tough. But any, like, like Grayson said, any AMA event, I feel like should have the e-bike class because it's a Loretta's class. Um, sometimes you see a lot of them add on these all these other bogus classes and they leave out classes that's something somebody would run at Loretta's. And I'm like, that's... But it, it really boils down to, like, they're doing stuff for money. They're doing whatever is going to fill a class, whatever they feel like is going to fill a class. And if they feel like there's only going to be, you know, it would only have five kids in it, then... Like, oh, we don't want to take the time for it. But to me, it's just, you throw it on the gate with something else, you know. Um, well, that's exactly what, what we did at Wildwood. I mean, they offered a mini E4-6, and, you know, we just gated with uh, with the 4-6 to six gas bikes. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and, and, you know, had, had no problem with that at all. But, um, yeah, I was a little bit discouraged from that of, of not because we're in, a, we're in a situation now since I bought the e-bike, um, drifting would not touch a mini, would not have anything to do with it. And being he's he's still AMA five right now, um, I was like, well, if you're gonna if you're gonna ride the e bike, you're gonna have to have a gas bike. I mean, I, I couldn't, I wasn't just gonna have just the e bike. So, mm-hmm. you know, we had the mini. He started riding the e bike some. He said the mini's too small. I doesn't like it. Doesn't have the suspension. Yada yada yada. I said, so pretty much you're telling me you're done riding. He said, yeah, I don't want to ride it anymore. I said, fair enough. I'm selling it. So I sold it, and he said, well, what, what am I going to get? I said, well, I'm going to buy you a senior, I'm, you know, the 50SX. That's what we're going to get. That's what you're going to be riding here before long anyway. So I got that for him, and, and it's been working out at every race we've been to. You know, he rides the e-bike, and they either let them in the 4-6 to six Limited, <laughs> or they'll have an e-bike class is what, what our experience has been so far. Now we go to Swan, and uh, no e-bike class. They won't let the e-bike in the four to six because it has a 12 inch front wheel so we're stuck in a 50 open um that's gonna be really tough on him and um so we're uh which is good i don't i don't mind you know racing with fast kids that only only make him better but it's uh i don't think his spirits may may be too high when we leave swan but i think it'll be a good experience for him in the long run yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll be a fast class, but, I mean, I sign mine up and let them ride open all the time. I mean, even though they, they would normally get smoked in it, but just for a second class, just to have, you know, something else for them to race. Um, and Yeah, you know. and, that, and that's usually what, like, that's what we did at Wildwood. We, you know, I signed him up at the open as a second class because, you know, the focus I want to be on is four to six because last year will be his, next year will be his last year in four to six, so... And that's what he wants to go to Loretta's on the e-bike. So, you know, that's kind of the primary focus right now. But, um, but since the 50 open is all he can, uh, all he can ride at Swan where plans are, you know, we're going to do the night race on Friday night. So I'm going to, uh, he's going to ride the, the SX in the, uh, in the open class for, uh, for Friday night. And then the, uh, the pro challenge race, his motos, he's going to run the e-bike. Okay. So we'll, yeah. uh, we'll see how it goes. Cool deal. Yep. But, you know, it'll be a good time. It's a good race. Um, I don't know if them oh, having yeah. to move it hurt or will help. Um, so, I, so uh, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, being with the, the pre-entry deal, and they just carried it over to the next race, um, you know, I don't – it didn't bother us. We were open this weekend, so we said, well, we'll just uh, we'll take our race fund that we had dedicated for it um, last month and – just move it over to uh to this month and i hope it's uh, i hope it's a good crowd for them yeah it should be it's normally a pretty big pretty big event so uh i hate i'm missing it but i haven't been in who i don't i don't think i've raced it since i've had a, a husvarna so since i've been up here probably 15 was the last year i raced the pro challenge so it's been a been a minute well, Swan is one, probably one of the nicest facilities I've ever been to. It's, yeah, uh, it's a it's a it's a nice place, that's for sure. Yeah, very very nice facility. The track, um, I mean, the track's good. Um, it's better than it was when I was growing up. We went a lot. It was really good when I was a kid, like re- like a young you know young kid. 
And then, like, through my 85 years, it had some times where it was it was down. Just, you know, track prep wasn't as good. Um, and then it got better. Once Trey got married, it, like, she, like, his wife really, like, kicked him into gear. And, like, she's really helped with promoting and, like, really made stuff. But I, I – and I've had conversations, this same conversation with some guys at Swan that are long-time, you know, goers of Swan. Some guys in Texas that have been going there – as long or probably maybe even longer than me and you know we just wish that he would change it some slow it down make some more technical actual you know maybe not even necessarily jumps actual jumps i mean but just make some stuff more technical maybe where people have to think about it a little bit more you're not just as wide open and one other thing like to to help with that he needs to get a ripper and rip it super deep so it gets really rough and rutted because that would slow the speeds down and uh, that's that's really my only thing I would ask is you know that would if he did that then then we're talking about a place that's outdoor national quality. Oh, I agree. We hundred percent. And um, we went there for the uh, for the vet vet regional that they had there. And um and I've heard I heard more than one one person you know of that caliber say you know this is uh this is this is a little bit too fast. And, uh, cause, you know, you, you get to that caliber, you know, like those guys and yourself, you know, you're, you're going that fast, you know, in some of those spots, it's it's not always the safest thing. Yeah, well, like, I mean, I went for the area this past year, and, I mean, I was um, – did Judd win pro sport? Yeah, so Judd Wisdom won pro sport, and uh, I was the second moto of plus 25. I mean, me and him battled the whole time, and, man, we were – we're moving, you know, and I, I'm – Swan's like going to the backyard for me because I grew up racing a lot there. But man, it's you're, you're moving there on a 450. But yeah, I, pro- I probably wouldn't wouldn't say that for myself if I got out there. <laughs> hey, Grayson, Grayson rides Swan pretty good. I'm alright. The start, so, I'm not like the start at all. Yeah, the start's kind of weird. We got to work on Grayson's starts. That's his. That's I his weakness. Just, I just need Shaw with me, honestly. I'm taking Shaw wherever I go this this spring. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> I, I'm paying Shaw. Hey, he, he picked it up, man. I, yeah. I, I went out there and, you know, gave him a little prep and a little pat on the back. And, um, mm-hmm. hey, he, he picked it up. I, well, whatever it means, I don't know. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Well, Hey, we uh, appreciate you coming on. Uh, we've had you almost for an hour, so um, you probably need to get back to working on bikes or loading up. Or man, I actually got all the bikes ready. Um, as far as I could tell, I think we're about we're about good to go racing. But I got plenty of stuff to load up. We're uh, we're gonna try to head out of here tomorrow and and get on our way and uh, hopefully have a good, safe weekend and uh, enjoy some good racing. I hope. But uh, but yeah, man, I appreciate y'all having me on. Uh, caught every episode we had so far so man it's uh y'all keep up the good works awesome. podcast, guys. yeah well thanks yeah tell all tell all your buddies uh, you got a lot of those louisiana guys down there we need to get kick them off on here so yeah pass the word yeah, I, for I, us. I know i know i know one guy that that did uh i was actually having a conversation with him over the weekend mr uh Mr. Barr, he said he wouldn't mind getting on here talking a little bit of moto with you. So yeah, I need to get somebody hit hit, hit, hit Barr up. Yeah, we need to get probably talk some old some old some old war stories. I'm sure. Yeah, if we got John Murray on here, that'd be that'd be good. So he's uh, you know, been a guy from Mississippi for a long time. So yeah, we're gonna Grayson's been on me. We gotta. He's like, dude, you know way more people like you. So we need to get we need to get a lot of the. You know, I need to start reaching out to a bunch of the, you know, ex-pro guys and just people in the industry that I know and, and start getting some more guests and stuff on here and building it up a little bit. Yeah, man, it, uh, it'd be good. Good for sure. But, yeah, man, I, I enjoyed the heck out of it. You guys are doing great. Awesome. We well, appreciate you coming on. Thanks for the opportunity, fellas. All right. I enjoyed it. Y'all have a good night. Yeah, Later. Talk to you, buddy. You. All right, guys. There we go. The one and only Jeremy Shaw. Great interview. Yeah, he's he's a good dude. Yeah, yep. he, he knows. He yep. Like like most people we talk to, he's got head on straight. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we like our we like our crew to be guys that mm-hmm. we like to actually hang out with, not just that yeah. they ride dirt bikes. We like you know so. Yeah. And he's one of them. He he's he's a guy that 
which I went, I hung out with them some at Loretta's the day I went, and uh, I could uh, I could pit by them at the track, oh, no problem. For sure. Yeah, they were which cool. you did. You know, they took you in open arms. Yeah, he, he, I, I, <laughs> I was under his wings. Yeah, yeah. he was. Uh, the the people who like don't know him, he's on the the. I guess we got into it. We're talking about it, and I'm like, most people don't know what his kid's on. It was he was on a 50, and then his oldest one's on the 85. Yeah, that's the two he was talking about. Yep. All right. So, is there any uh anything else you want to close to or anything? Or no, I got a couple questions, but uh, we'll get to them next week. I mean, are they? They have nothing to. They're like preseason. They're like off season. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll we'll do like an off season show or like a preview show and yeah. We'll we'll do something like that. We'll get we'll get somebody that we'll get a guest on that is uh you know into into the pro stuff as much as we are to mm-hmm. yeah, yeah to dissect it with us. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, everybody, like, subscribe, follow, share, comment, anything you can. Shot Moto Pod. The more people that see it, the more people that listen. The more that Grayson can take off work on his busy schedule to, to come and do a podcast. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I got another podcaster hit me up, so... Uh, Wait, is that for real? Yeah. Oh, I didn't tell you, yeah. Ronda Smolp and Max. Yeah, okay. You would, have told, you would have come in like a kid in a candy store, jumping with joy, telling this story, so we know that's false. Yeah. No, uh, it's good. We're ready to... Ready to kick it off. I want I want some big names on here. Well, I'm gonna call out Johnny Moore. Yeah. Who else should we call out? I don't know. You know everybody. Yeah, I mean I, I got I, I got a list. I'm just gonna need to start really reaching out to everybody. Heck I got guys that are you know, ex pros and stuff that privateers with me and that, that they've listened before and stuff and I know they would come on. I just need to need to hit them up. So hey, yeah. when when are you free? Your, yeah, it's your fault. Yep, 100%. I'll take the blame. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. Well, I guess uh, we're about to be out. And uh, share, share away. Peace. So what's that mean for me? Cause I've been mining for salt in an empty sea I've been reading my horoscope